Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. War Eagle, everybody, and welcome to Boom Tracker, your source for Auburn Tiger recruiting news and updates, part of the E2C Network. I'm your host, Dallas Ham, and I'm joined by my friend, my brother, and my co-host, the one and only Mr. Justin Hossler. What's going on, J-Ho? Hey, what's up, Dallas? War Eagle guys, glad to be on here. Excited to get this thing kicked away. Man, I am so excited about this. Um, and and thank you to the E2C Network for letting us be a part of this. Um, so just like I said, Justin, this is um, recruiting podcast. Um, and we'll be talking a little bit about mostly football, um, but there is the other, you know, two big sports on campus, baseball and basketball. And there'll be a little bit of talk about that as well. Um, and, I, you know, I know you've got some stuff for later on in the show about basketball. And, you know, there's a lot of Auburn fans out there who are really happy about how this uh, basketball season went last go round. And you've got a little bit to to touch on about that later, right? Yeah, absolutely, guys. It's been a a great year for Auburn athletics, uh, basketball, baseball. Football team, not quite where we wanted to end it last year, but a lot of excitement going into this year. Um, So we're definitely going to touch base on all those, uh, maybe even a little more than that. So um, the first thing today on on today's podcast that kind of we want to do, and it's kind of sad, but I think it's something that we need to share with the Auburn family. Um, Jamar Travis, we want to, we want to give him a a memorial on today's show. Um, He was a player on Auburn's unbeaten 2010 national championship team. And he passed away last week. Um, He was from Bruton, Alabama, WS Neal. He played high school ball there. and, And that's really only an hour away from, my hometown and we used to play them all the time in football um but it's it's sad justin when these young men i mean they're they're basically our age you know and and they pass away like this unexpectedly it's just a sad thing yeah it is and those guys even if it's not a player that you are really well connected with you know those guys are they're brothers they're uh they go to war together they battle together um you know, it's really sad to hear one of the members of the family passing away. So, right, and and we just wanted to shout him out and and his family, keeping them in our prayers. And as always, they are forever a part of the Auburn family. And and so that's just a really tragic thing for for everyone involved. Um, the biggest thing that to start off the show, Justin, that that I think is huge um, for us in, in terms of football. Um, and I think this is how we'll kick off our show today. Um, it came out earlier this week, uh, 247 Sports uh, released their 30 under 30 list. And our own Kenny Dillingham made the list. Um, Dilly Dilly. That's pretty exciting, right? Oh, absolutely. Dilly is, uh, he's a stud. It's its so exciting to see him out on the practice field, getting in it with those guys. Um Really awesome to see him make that list, get some recognition for the hard work he's put in. Yeah, I mean, it seems like to me he brings that fire, that energy to practice each and every day that, that those kids need. And to me, it's like, you know, that's that's good because if you're not on fire, then to me, like, why are you even out there coaching? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's got a really unique story. Um, I think you're going to touch base on that a little bit, but when you hear guys that he's coached um, at different schools at Memphis at, you know, smaller roles that he had at Arizona state, um, those guys love him. They love playing for him. Uh, He's just a, 
a real players coach. Right. And that's the thing, you know, for those out there that don't know, he's Auburn's offensive coordinator slash quarterbacks coach. Um, and you, you said it, you know, you're talking about his time at Memphis, his time at Arizona State. Um, I mean, this guy, he he's almost like Gus Malzahn in a way. He comes out of nowhere. And he's one of those guys that he, he went from a grad assistant to an SEC offensive coordinator in just three years. I mean, when you think about that, he, he's he's like Gus Malzahn in a lot of ways, coming from high school to Arkansas. You know, it's it's about the same. He really is. And he wasn't that big name, that big splash that everyone was looking for. Um, but when you hear what Gus saw in him and, you know, why he was able to acquire the position and then looking back on what he has done and what he's accomplished, um, I think he's a great fit with Auburn. I think he's going to lead us to some some big offenses out there. Absolutely. Right. And, you know, the thing that got to me about Kenny Dillingham was, you know, he coached under a really sharp guy at Memphis, um, Mike Norvell. And while he was there and, and as young as he is, I mean, you think about this, he helped, he helped them basically have the, the number four off overall offense in the country at Memphis in his first season as a full-time coordinator. He's got a very good history with developing quarterbacks. I know that's always a big concern with Auburn fans. Um, you know, we we want to see those those four, those five-star guys that come in. We want to see them continue with that trajectory. And he's been able to demonstrate that, you know, that's definitely within his wheelhouse and it's something that he excels in. So I think Auburn fans, rest assured, Kenny Dillingham is going to uh, lead some of these quarterbacks to the promised land. And even further on, on him, um, you know, when – you think about, as we already talked about him being basically a Gus Jr., his, his career actually began as a high school senior at one of the state powers over there at Chaparral High. And, I mean, he was in his senior year. He didn't have any prospect of as far as offers goes because he, he was a linebacker in high school. And he lost his senior year due to injury. And so they let him start coaching. And, and then, you know, wow, a dozen years later, he's in the SEC and, He's, he's coaching at one of the premier football programs in the country. Um, and it's just – it's one of those things, that, and you mentioned it, you see how he developed quarterbacks. I mean, Riley Ferguson at, at Memphis, he he put on a show out there. And um, it's those things where we're, we're really hoping that and, – and listen, you know, we know, as Gus has already said, he, he's the one that's going to be calling the plays. But at that same token – you know, you got Dillingham up there being basically a scout. Hey, I, this is what I see, you know, and and, all, and also, you know, developing those quarterbacks, like you said. Yeah. Um, to kind of go back on what you're saying with his uh, unique career path to uh, to where he's at right now, um, I, th- I think I actually played against him at some in some uh, passing league tournaments back in Arizona um, in the late 2000s. Um, so a guy who I'm I'm really fond of. I really want to see him succeed. Um, some Arizona boys uh, representing Auburn out here. So um, definitely, you know, you like to hear that story, that high school coach who is able to make the jump and get some, you know, feel some success and lead a, lead a really good program to some really big things. So looking forward to seeing him. Um, yeah, absolutely. J-Ho being humble over here he he doesn't want to tell you he just whooped up on Dillingham out at the out at the passing camp. <laughs> <laughs> no I think he was uh I think he might was a sophomore or junior my senior year um so I I don't I don't really re- remember playing against him but I know we played Chaparral um you know Chaparral powerhouse out there so it seems like anything that comes out of there is gold so looking forward to seeing that on the plains let's not forget as well that Russian attack that he had at Memphis and they had a Doak Walker finalist, um, Daryl Henderson out there and he tore it up on the ground. Like they were killing it on, on the ground. And I mean, that's another thing, you know, Auburn running back you, we could, we could really appreciate that too. Absolutely. You got to have a balanced attack. Um, even if it's running to open up the passing game or passing to, to open up the running game, you've got to have both elements, um, you know, as well as the play action, yeah, Dillingham is uh, definitely known to switch it up a little bit. Gus is going to be calling the plays, so you know we'll see how much effect Dillingham is able to have on the play calling. But um, you know, definitely a well-rounded guy. Yeah. Um, so this 
next part, um, I'll let you kind of spearhead this because this is something that we absolutely have to talk about before we get into really the big stuff. Let's talk a little bit about a recap of the recruiting so far, this recruiting cycle. Um, the biggest needs, kind of where we sit ranking-wise and, and some departures and what we need to feel. Yeah, so the 2019 class is uh, – Let's let's be honest right now. There's it's a the month of August and uh, typically related to hot weather. Well, there's nothing really hotter right now than Gus Malzahn and Auburn on the recruiting trail. Um, this is uh, definitely the fastest start to a recruiting cycle we've had. And part of that is going to be due to the new early signing period. Um, so that's definitely playing a little bit of a factor in there. But uh, going into it, Auburn sits right now. At a, I, I believe we're at 19. Um, commits in the 2019 or 2020 cycle. Um, very well-rounded class looking out to be. Um, we've got, we, you know, we've got Shiel Garnett at quarterback, um, dual threat guy, really fast. I uh, believe he's a 4'7 guy. So not that burner that Nick Marshall quite was, but, uh, you know, a 32-inch vert, definitely a big guy. I'm going to kind of circle back to the running backs. That's a that's a hot one right now. <laughs> yes, it is. Um you got a few different four stars at wide receiver. Um, Kobe Hudson, uh, Xavion Capers, J.J. Evans, um, you know, some studs out there at receiver right now. Xavion yeah. Capers uh, goes to uh, Denmark High School out of Alpharetta, same school that 2021 quarterback Aaron McLaughlin is at. Um, so those guys have a nice connection already built up. Um, Elijah Canyon out of Chaminade, Madonna in Hollywood, Florida. Um, always good to see a receiver out of Florida. Those guys are always some burners and some athletes. You're not wrong about that. Yeah. Um, offensive line is looking to be a really, really solid class. We've got some Juco commits and uh, Killians. I, I'm going to mess up the last name, but uh, Zaire out of College of the Canyons out in California, West Coast guy. Um, He's got. He was a big UCLA lean, so we're going to see how that plays out. Still, uh, um, you know, he's going to be playing on Saturdays. He's not necessarily going to be uh, able to watch too many games, so we'll see how much that wavers. But um, huge guy, number one JUCO um, offensive tackle coming out. So just a monster of an athlete, really new to the game of football, has not been playing it for very long at all. So really high ceiling. Um, another JUCO guy, uh, Jonathan Buskey, out of – Coffeyville Community College in Kansas. Um, both those guys are um, in the 300-pound range, um, you know, 6'7 guys, just, you know, monsters on the offensive line. You got to have those road graders at RBU. Um, Javion Cohen, uh, Tate Johnson, Avery Jernigan. Jernigan's such a good football name. It's so nice to see a guy with that name on the team. Yeah. Um, and Jeremiah Wright, a couple more guys rounding out the offensive line for the 2021 class, or excuse me, 2020 class. Um, on the defensive side, not necessarily light, but um, I think that's where we've got a little little room to make some more ground on that end. Um, two big defensive back commitments uh, coming last week with uh, Marco Domio, another guy with just, you know, such a good football name. You want to see that guy fill in a hole. Um, and Chris Thompson, both these guys out of Texas um, – Domeo, the number one, or excuse me, number two Juco corner in the 2020 cycle um, out of Blinn College in Texas. Does anyone uh, remember that, Blinn College? You know, I think I might. Um, where, do, where do I remember that from? Oh, yeah, that Heisman Trophy winner, Cameron Jarrell Newton. Yes, Cameron Jarrell Newton, also uh, Blinn College national champion out of there. So, you know, good things have come from Blinn to Auburn. A nice little connection there. Um, it's really nice to see us being able to get into Texas and, and get some of those those big names out of Texas. Uh, Chris Thompson Jr. being a four star, um, I believe he's a I think he's the number eighteen safety coming out in the class. So uh, nice to see us, you know, with that new expansion of of the SEC moving to you know Texas and into Missouri. Um, it's nice to be able to kind of get our footprint in there and and be able to build on some relationships in there and. You know, Texas always a, a huge hotbed for recruiting. Right. Um, so awesome to see that. Moving over to linebacker, um, big one that we've got is uh, I think it might be our top overall 
Um, him and Tank, probably our top recruits right now. Trent Thompson out of Mallard Creek up here in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. He's the number two outside linebacker. Um, excuse me, the number two in the state and the number four linebacker in the country right now. So um, big guy. I think he's probably going to get up to that four-star rating um, in not too long, but uh, kind of just sitting right out of that, that area right now. Wesley Steiner out of Houston County in Warner Robins, Georgia, another uh, place that Auburn has had some success. That's uh, the home of, home of the, the Fromm brothers. Yep. Big guy out there. Um, Four-star, awesome kid, too. Um, He's a beast. He is. Hearing that that kid talk, he's just an awesome kid. So um, good to see those guys joining the family. Um, Another one um, out of Hillcrest and in-state guy, Cameron Riley. Um, So nice nice little crop of outside linebackers that we've got. And then Wesley Steiner on the inside plugging holes. So I'm looking forward to seeing those guys coming in. On the uh, defensive line, um, we've got a lot of guys probably going to need to be replaced after this year. So um, that's going to be a big need. And I believe we've only got seven um, scholarships available. Um, we're off to such a hot start. It's it's awesome. We're able to kind of focus on some of those bigger guys, those bigger uh, targets that we've got. So um, Daniel Foster Allen out of uh, Mobile and uh, Donnell Harris out of Gulver Prep in uh, Miami. Um, he's a Texas A&M lean, but his big target for us right now. I think he's uh, he's looking looking like he uh, could could be joining soon. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, going back when you talk about Steiner at that linebacker position, and I remember, you know, when Saquon Barkley yep. had that viral video come out of him power yep. cleaning. What was it like? A little bit over four hundred pounds. Oh yeah. Absolutely. And so this kid has done the same exact thing. And I'm like, he, I mean, the kid looks, you know, he looks good. And I'm, I'm sitting there like, heck, Auburn, you might want to let him uh, tote the rock a couple of times when he gets on yeah. the campus because he, he's literally, uh, like I said, he's a beast. The kid is a stud. Yeah. And he's, he was doing that as a junior in high school. So ceiling is, uh, this guy's got a huge ceiling, uh, just a freak athlete. And like you said, might might not be a bad idea to give him the rock a little bit. Right. And and on that same token about giving the rock, you got to have an offensive line. And think about the Auburn offensive line this season, Who's who we're going to be losing. Several guys, um, Prince Tega, Marquel Harrell, you know, all, some really big guys who, who really know how to block and block well. Yeah. They're going to be leaving. And, I mean, Javian Cohen and – Killian, I mean, these guys that are coming in, that's huge. Auburn had to address that issue. And then they go and they, they get, you know, Tate Johnson out of Callaway, and, and that's even better. I mean, yep. they're really addressing the the departures and they're filling those key roles that they got to have. And Gus is just, it's like you said, he's lighting it on fire right now. Yeah, Gus is hot. Um, Tate Johnson, like you said, out of, out of Callaway. So that's one of those guys who's been kind of leading the way for Tank Bigsby, which is kind of where we're going next with uh, the running backs. But he's, he's that guy, one of those key guys that's been leading the way for him. And um, so it's, it's nice to see teammates coming to school together. Um, they've yeah. already got that connection. They've got that brotherhood built up. So um, like you said, Killian, though, out of uh, Killian Zaire, I want to say that's how we're going to pronounce it that's what we're going to go it's with how we're right now <laughs> um yeah number one juco offensive tackle coming in so you know all those seniors leaving definitely going to get some playing time right away make an impact right away absolutely let's talk about the the big running back commit as of last week that you did that perfectly because he is the sole focus, I think, of, of the recruiting thus far, especially last week, was so big. Um, big Tank Bigsby out of Callaway High School, Hogansville, Georgia. Six foot, 210 pounds. The kid is a really good back. And um, it's like you said, he's a four-star, number 31 overall, number seven at his position in the class of 2020. And – it makes it even better that one of the good guys was the lead recruiter on this, and that was Mr. Cadillac Williams. Cadillac and a tank 
drive up to a bar. Uh, <laughs> no, Tank uh, Tank Bigsby is definitely a guy that Auburn fans need to be excited about. He is going to make a difference. Um, he's probably not going to get that featured back uh, role right off the bat, but he's going to make an impact. Um, a lot of people want to compare him to carry on. And uh, I see that. I see that a lot. I think he, I, I love carry on. I think coming out of school though, I think he's a little more polished of a running back. Um, don't, don't come at me. I love carry on, but um, Tank Bigsby is an absolute stud and uh, he's going to be, like I said, someone that we need to get excited about. Absolutely. And and that's the thing, you know, you talk about carry on and, you know, that tank may be a little more polished than carry on. I, you know, carry on was one of those guys that I went, I watched him in the state championship game his senior year and he ran for like, I want to say seven touchdowns <laughs> and it, yeah. it came so naturally. But, but the thing about tank Bigsby, this kid will outwork you this kid will bust it and it's like you said the the polish there he he's been groomed for for this league he's been groomed for the southeastern conference and this is one of those things where the guy who recruits him he knows a little bit about that and he knows what it takes for the grind of an SEC schedule he he wanted Tank Bigsby and and Justin he got him absolutely uh Cadillac has has not even uh, – I was listening to someone else today that, you know, Cadillac has not coached a game yet, and he is already out here hitting home runs. Um, yep. He uh, landed Tank Bigsby last week. Uh, might have been a little over a week ago. Uh, Armani Goodwin out of Hewitt Trustville, um, 2021 class, uh, yep, four-star running one. back. Big one. Uh, kind of going under the radar so far. But, um, yeah, Cadillac out there. If you've seen any videos of Cadillac on his uh, Snapchat or – or maybe Instagram, you know, they they got the running squad out there. And um, I just want to hang out with Cadillac. I think Cadillac <laughs> doesn't. That guy is that guy's awesome. Just so so nice to see him back on the planes leading the running backs out there. And like I said, he's 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 hitting home runs right now. Yeah, absolutely. And he is he is a swell guy. I met him not too long ago and I'm talking about one of the nicest guys that you'll come across and how proud he is to to be back at Auburn. I mean, he he really is. He made that known. Absolutely. Um, and he and that's the thing. He knows. He knows Auburn, and and he's going to do what is best for Auburn University. And he understands what it's going to take to be a running back at Auburn. You got to be hard nosed. You got to be physical, and you got to know where to where to hit those holes at. And and that's Tank Bixby. Um. And he committed to Auburn over Georgia, South Carolina, and LSU. Three big-time SEC programs there. And any time that we can get a guy away from mm. UGA, it, it's huge. Yeah, he was uh, definitely sought after by a lot of big schools. So being able to go in there and, you know, fight with the big boys on that, that's that's awesome. Um, Tank Bigsby, the real deal, 2020. Let's get Let's get excited about him. Exactly, and you said it best too. Tate Johnson, a teammate of his, could be paving the way for him at a certain point within one of his seasons at Auburn. Um, and you said it too. He's going to have to bide his time probably because he's going to be behind Booby. And uh, let's face it, Booby Booby does well. Yeah, Booby. Uh, maybe we touched base on this just a little bit. Um, Auburn running back situation right now is looking pretty good. Um, I think Booby's Booby's definitely, you know, we had that that off year without having a thousand yard rusher. Booby will get there if he stays healthy. Um, knock on wood. But yeah. uh Auburn running back's position going into next year is looking is looking pretty nice. Tanks Tank Bigsby, just a nice shot in the arm to that. Yeah, we're pumped. We're pumped. Um, let's talk about something else you've touched on. Auburn being able to get two highly touted defensive backs for the 2020 class. Marco Domeo and Chris Thompson Jr., as you've said, both out of the state of Texas. I mean, this is one of those things to me where you are reaping the benefit of Kevin Steele as your defensive coordinator. Absolutely. I know I know you have. We've talked about some of the videos of, you know, him giving speeches, and that's just a guy that, you know, once you have him in your living room, uh, that's, that's a guy you want to 
as part of your family, that's the guy you want to follow. I'll run through a brick wall for the man and I don't even play for him. Exactly. Um, and so you said you talked about Domeo straight out of Blinn College, and that is so familiar to Auburn fans. Um, as you said, and, and as we talked about, Cameron Newton uh, won, an, won a JUCO national title there, and he's being groomed by some of those same guys and, and has that ability to be a straight baller um he's six foot two 190 pounds he's a four-star defender and he he committed to auburn over lsu and kentucky which are no strangers to us um the length there you know on, on him and his ability to to play and 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 be athletic and and again i say it they're long, both of these guys they're long defenders and they got good size yeah both of these guys have really good size um, I think they're, yeah, both 6'2", around 200 pounds. Yep. Um, and again, both of them were, you know, sought after by some some really high programs, Texas, Ohio State, Notre Dame, LSU, um, Kentucky in there in the mix. Um, you know, so we went in Texas and we were able to get those guys. That's going to be huge. Those guys are going to, you know, fill the role for some of these seniors leaving. Yeah, and I, I can't think of many where when you look at – well, where did they have offers from and where were they thinking about going? Where were the people thinking that these kids were going to go? Normally when it comes to Auburn, we're, we're battling Bama, we're battling Georgia, LSU, some of these, a lot of these SEC schools, Texas A&M out of the state of Texas. It's not every day that we're battling the University of Texas for a commit. Yeah, out of the state of Texas. Uh, it's, it's awesome to see. So, um you know, being able to play there every other year, that's a, that's a nice selling point. Um, you know, it's definitely helped out. You know, even Southern Cal was knocking on Thompson Jr.'s door, and, and that's a pretty historic program in itself. And I remember those early 2000s days of Auburn playing Southern Cal and getting our uh, butt spanked. And Yeah, uh, let's not bring that up. <laughs> those were bad, bad times and hot times as well. But, uh, yeah, both of these guys, long defenders, good size, athletic playmakers, they will be able to help. And that's the thing about the defensive backs at Auburn here lately. They have been able to really play good lockdown defense. I think of Carlton Davis. Um, I think of Jamel Dean. Yeah. Both of those guys have made a name for Auburn in terms of the defensive backs under Kevin Steele. And I'm really excited to keep that tradition going because – when you think about Auburn in days of old, uh, I say days of old, you know, early 2000s. The, the early Gus days. Yeah, I mean, you know, even 04, you had Carlos Rogers back there, a Thorpe Award winner, Junior Rose Green, Will Herring. Those guys set the standard, and it's getting back to that standard, it seems like, at Auburn. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, when Muschamp was here, he did a really good job of kind of – Turning the corner, getting us to from away from that that uh a, just a strictly offensive powerhouse where we're able to score points with everybody, right. uh, but we're just kind of getting you know gashed left and right on the defensive side. So we kind of turned the corner, but you know ever since coach since coach Steele has been on on the staff, it's uh you know we're getting back to that, that those hard hitters, those guys that are able to play you know from sideline to sideline. Um, I feel like we've been uh, really lucky. I feel like Javaris Davis and uh, uh, what it's, I'm blanking right now, uh, Daniel Thomas. Yeah. I feel like they've been playing, making big plays for four years, five years now. I know it's not been that long, but. Seems that uh, way. They've been around for a while. Yeah. So as seniors, they're, they're definitely, they're going to step up. Um, and it's nice to have a couple guys ready to step in right away and fill those voids. You're right, and, and I, I'd be sorely missed if I also didn't mention Gerard Powers, who had a pretty oh. good career in the NFL as well. Yeah, Jay Peasy. Yep, I mean, he, he was a must-champ prodigy, and uh, he did really well for Auburn and in the pros. Um, so we had to mention him as well. Um, let's talk about quarterback, Justin. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's uh, we have to have a prediction here. Well, as far as prediction goes, I've said it a million times. Gatewood, I think, is the guy. Yeah, I was feeling wrong. I was feeling Gatewood um, up until I think we were talking about a week ago, and I don't know. I just got a I got a sense that 
that uh, Bo Nix is going to be the guy. I think so. I don't think we can really go wrong either way. Auburn fans, we are extremely lucky right now. We're in a great situation with both of these guys. So whoever does take over, we'll be in good hands. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, worst case scenario, something happens and we've got to go to the the father of the team, Cord Sandberg. Yep the the dad the the dad of the team, Cord Sandberg. And but yeah, I, I agree with you there. Um, while I did, and I and I kind of still do think it'll be Gatewood. Um, I have the potential to be very wrong. Um, Bo Nix, like you said, either one of them is going to give us a good chance to win. We can win with either. Not not too keen on a two quarterback system, but no. in my mind, just coming from my mind, Gatewood's got the athletic ability, and and I know I know Nix does too. Size matters um, a little bit, um, and so. I'm just kind of, I'm kind of hopeful on either end, um, but but just for prediction's sake, I'm going Gatewood, and you sound like you're going Knicks. Yep, I'm going to go with Knicks. Okay. I think it's worth noting, um, you know, with the way that recruiting is right now, and the way that the transfer portal has kind of taken over the college football world. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how do we, how are we able to keep both these guys on the team, both this year and next year? Um, with Gatewood being a redshirt sophomore after the uh, next season. So how do we keep all these guys happy? Um, but also with, you know, Gus on the hot seat every day, every year, um, how do we win today? So right. good point. unique situation, and it'll be interesting to see how, how it plays out during the season. You're absolutely right. It, it could change. Like we said, you know, Gatewood, if he – doesn't have such a hard start. You, you plug Nick's in there and, and let him try to sling it. Um, Listen, last year in the Purdue game, when I saw Joey Gatewood flying through the air into the end zone, I I had flashbacks, and they yep. were good, healthy flashbacks of a guy <laughs> of a guy named Cam Newton. So, um, you know, if it goes that way, and, and, and Gatewood's the guy, then I'm, I'm riding or dying with either guy. So, right, shades shades of Cam, shades of Superman. Yep. But uh, let's continue that conversation, though, into the recruiting world because we had a four-star quarterback choose Auburn a couple weeks ago. It's been maybe three, maybe to a month. I don't remember exactly how long. Um, You mentioned him earlier in the show, 2021 four-star quarterback Aaron McLaughlin, uh, six-foot four, 225 pounds, straight out of Alpharetta, Georgia, Denmark High School, he was the number 11 pro-style quarterback in the 2021 class, and he chose Auburn over Georgia, uh, Arkansas, Ole Miss, and the school in the western part of the state, or the north part of the state, the University yeah. of Alabama. Yeah. Um, another guy that we were able to go in there and, and get. Um, it's interesting. It's interesting to see. I think maybe – um, the way that this year plays out, whether it be Bo or Joey that gets the majority of the playing time, um, that could have an impact on on what he sees in his future with mm-hmm. Auburn. Um, but again, like you said, 6'4", 225, this is a big kid, um, pro-style guy. So, um, you know, personally, I feel like we, we do a little better with, with, the, with the dual threat quarterback. Same. Um, Cam Newton, Nick Marshall. Um, and we were able to see Jarrett Stidham have a lot of success in his first season, um, you know, as a pro style. Kind of, I, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like uh, we're going to have a lot of success this year. And and if it and if it is more of a pro style success, if we see that a majority of the time, um, and we're able to see that, I think that a guy like Aaron McLaughlin can step in to replace whoever it is um, at the time, and you know, make an impact. Yeah. Um, on the other side of it. Uh, 2020 class, um, we, we do got a guy named Shiel Garnett talked about out of Lakeland, Florida, mm-hmm. dual threat guy. Um, not quite the speed of Nick Marshall. Um, I think he's a four, seven, nine, 40 guy. Um, 32, 32 inch vert. Like I said, he's an athlete. Um, I think that's a guy who could probably, you know, worst case scenario, one of these guys doesn't get the playing time that they, you know, feel they need this year and they let's let's pray they don't but you know say they hit the transfer portal and head out I think a guy a guy like Shail is able to uh to be that that backup um and make a an impact with with that dual threat right there 
Right, and, and I know you feel the same way. I love athletes. Can't have enough of them. Right. I mean, as long as they're athletic. I mean, I love those athletes because most of the time when they're labeled as an athlete, brother, I can put them anywhere on the field and it don't matter. Absolutely. It was, uh, you know, it was kind of like with uh, John Franklin third. I wish he would have just kind of stuck around and played some receiver, been an athlete for us, get the ball in his hands, let him do his thing. Yeah. Use that speed to our advantage a little bit. Yep. Um, but yeah, you said it, you're talking about the, the scheme, you know, and that that's, I think you and I agree 100% on this when we both say that the dual threat quarterback is best suited for Auburn because that's exactly the kind of offense that we run. Um, in order to be successful, I feel like we got to have that quarterback back there that can run and pass. And I think a little bit that's why we got into a little bit of trouble with the whole John Franklin the third thing is because we had Sean White playing most of the snaps. And, I, and I'm not saying here that we would have been better off with John Franklin because I just I, I don't feel that way. But at the same time, it makes you wonder a little bit, what was the motivation and the purpose behind recruiting Sean White? Was it just because he won the Elite 11? Or, or did we really feel like he would be able to contribute to our offense? Because at times he had these flashes, and then it, and a lot of the other times you were just like, this is not going to work, Gus, because yep. he, he doesn't have the mobility like a Nick Marshall. Like you said, Nick Marshall was so good because he could make it work. Yeah, I think there's times where I feel like Gus wants to so bad have a pocket quarterback, a pro-style quarterback, um, to just be able to sit back there and throw darts. Um, I feel like sometimes he wants that, and then, you know, it's cyclical. He'll come around and and kind of realize, eh, it's nice having an athlete back there who can run the RPOs and stretch a defense out, um, you know, make one cut north and south and get – into the end zone, be that big explosive playmaker that Nick Marshall, John Franklin III, and even Cam Newton were. Right, absolutely. I agree with you. Um, and and that's what we're saying here too, you know, with Aaron McLaughlin. I mean, you, you know, he's a pro-style QB. I mean, he's got the build as well of a pro-style quarterback who can stay in the pocket and throw the ball downfield. But I will say this too, from all accounts that I've heard about him and watched him too, he can – they say he's a freak. They say he's a freak athlete. He can stretch the field. His runnability is much better than you think just based on the way he looks. And, and he can put the ball downfield vertically, and, and he runs about a 4.840. I mean, it's not bad for a six foot four, 225-pound quarterback. No, and that's, uh, that's the kind of – that's what we're kind of evolving into at the quarterback position now, a guy who's able to sit back there – and run a pro-style offense, go through, a, you know, pick up plays in the playbook, learn a playbook really quick, uh, but also be able to go out there and use his feet and get around. Uh, guys like, you know, Mahomes in the NFL, Cam Newton, those guys that um, when they need to, they can they can put it on the ground and tuck it up, get down the field. But ideally, you know, you don't want your quarterback out there taking hits. And so I think that's just kind of the way that the position is evolving. I agree, and and that's the thing, too. You know, I love a quarterback who can extend a play. I mean, if there's a quarterback in our offense, I would love for him to be able to extend a play if something breaks down to where he's got the athletic ability to to take it, take it on himself and run the ball. Yeah, he doesn't have to be Mike Vick out there, um, but if he's able to get out of the pocket, extend the play, keep his eyes downfield, uh, make something happen, you know, that's that's just an awesome addition to have, and it, it really changes the identity and perception of the offense. Yeah, you're right. And I just, at the same time, how awesome would it be to have a guy like Mike Vick back there? <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have to be a guy like Mike Vick out there um, turning it up and, and, and burning through everybody, but being able to extend the pocket, uh, keep his eyes down the field, and let his receivers make plays. And it goes a long way. It, you know, it changes the whole feel for the offense and and really gives the offense more of an identity, being able to keep plays alive and being able to kind of um, grind through a play and, and not and not just kind of let plays happen as they may kind of make plays. Absolutely. And like I said, you know, I'd love to have a Mike Vick back there. That would be incredible. Because um, yeah. what a good Lord, what an athlete. Um, 
but yeah, McLaughlin's probably not Mike Vick, <laughs> but uh, no. but hopefully with his size and everything, if they're talking about it, he's a freak athlete, I I can get behind it. Absolutely, yeah. I, to be honest, Dallas, he reminds me a lot of myself. <laughs> oh man, I'd hate to know who I remind people of. Uh, you know who you remind me of? I would I would have to go with uh, Reese Dismukes. Okay, I'll take it. Yeah, I'll just uh, I'll I'll be the one snapping you the ball. Road grader. Yep, I will pave the way for six. Yeah, Dallas. After this, we've got a we got to take a hundred snaps. We got to get on the same page, brother. All right, I'm packing my bags as soon as this is over, and I am going to fly out to the great <laughs> state of North Carolina. Uh, North Carolina. It's a great it's a great time to be an Auburn Tiger in the state of North Carolina. Ain't it Not, though? Knocking off. North Carolina in the Sweet 16, um, and then going and, and knocking them out of essentially the Sweet 16 of baseball to get into yep. the College World Series. Uh, just a great time to be an Auburn Tiger out here. Yep, and and now we get to play them in football next season. Yeah, it would have been nice to have a trifecta and be able to get them all in the same calendar year while I'm here. Absolutely, it would have. Um, let's have a little fun. Um, in honor of our friend Drew Hooper, we're going to have a segment of the best recruit names that Auburn has managed to attract. Now, are we going with, you know, current cycles? How far back we going here? We can, we can go, we can go with some of the ones we've just gotten that we okay. that are on our trail. Now we can go with some of the ones that are already at Auburn, which is, which is some of what we'll hit on too. Okay. Sounds good. So the first one, that I'll that I'll bring up is Smoke Monday. Ah, oh, great name, great football name. Oh, great defensive I mean, player's name. Ain't it though? I mean, smoke. Like you don't you don't want the smoke. You don't want no smoke. <laughs> that is incredible. Um, okay, here's two for you simultaneously. Are you going the two, two princes? Okay, Prince Tega wanna wanna go? Prince Michael Salmons. Okay. Um, good. I like those prints. And then I have have some type of royalty. Exactly. And then I have another one, Brodarius Ham. Uh, Uh, he's my cousin. I was going to ask how y'all related first cousins or. Yep. That's my cousin. So great name, Brodarius Ham. Um, how about some others? Do we have any others? Oh, we've got some more. Um, I'm not sure how we, we left off the name Tank Bigsby. The Tank. Um, so I'm going to go with with recent news. Uh, Tank Bigsby will be my my first pick, um, and then I'm going to follow that with one of my favorite guys, Big Cat Bryant. Oh, that's you know what? It's not every day that you have a big cat. <laughs> nope, not every day. Not too many days ever, really, that you meet a big cat. But um, it's got to be an honor. Haven't met the guy myself, but it's got to be an honor to meet a big cat. It's a good one, Justin. That's a good one. That one flew off my radar. I'm not sure how it did. I'm not either. Um, but yeah, so those are some of the best recruit names, and I think that was a fun segment. Um, we've got several probably that are out there that are on the radar. Um, oh, that... there's definitely some honorable mention out there. Um, all the Taviuses, I think all the Taviuses are always a great name. Yeah. Um, if we're if we're gonna go with the surname, we'll go or with, with the. Uh, Common name. We'll go with Booby. I also put Booby as honorable mention on there. Yep, Booby Whitlow. Absolutely. I mean, and and you think back to some of these other names back, uh, not even at Auburn. I mean, like John David Booty, you know, and <laughs> Gardner um, Minshew at Washington State. Goodness. Maybe we'll save this this one for another segment later. Uh, Quan Bray. His probably my favorite recruiting announcement. But Quan, I think I, I like, you know, you got to do the Quan. So, yep, hit the Quan. That's a good one. Um, so, yeah, a lot of a lot of good recruit names have come, you know, around Auburn over the past several years. Um, but with, with having a little fun, let, let's get back on it. Um, this is your wheelhouse. Um, let's talk a little bit of basketball. Auburn basketball coming off of a Final Four, <sighs> just a Final Four, but. Um, we were so close. Um, just a tremendous season. Uh, shout out to all the guys, especially the, the guys in the NBA right now. Yeah. Uh, Malik, Bryce, and Jared, we love you guys. I won't sing the song, but um, I have sung it. 
many, many times. Same. Um, but yeah, we've got a, a ton of guys coming in to ready, you know, ready to step in right away. I think there's gonna be some guys that step in. Um, first off, Isaac Kokoro. I think he's gonna be able to step in day one um, and kind of be an impact player. Uh, I don't want to shoot the gun and say he could be a, a one and one and done guy, but if you know if Auburn's got a, a recent guy who could be that, um, you know, being able to just be a year kind of just a year short of being ready for the NBA. I think that's definitely Isaac Okoro out of McEachern um, in Georgia. Georgia's been a hotbed for basketball recruiting, all Auburn sports really. But um, if, you know, going through our basketball recruits, you're going to see some some heavy Atlanta presence on there. Um, teammate of his at McEachern, you know, if we were – if we're doing best recruiting names for basketball, this guy would definitely be on there. And I don't know if it would be for his nickname or his first name, but uh, Baba Tunde Akimbola goes by stretch. 6'8". I think he's got close to a seven-foot wingspan, though, uh, center. So we've got a couple guys out of McEachern. Uh, Jalen Williams out of Brantley County. Alan Flanagan out of Little Rock. Um, Tyrell Turbo Jones. These are guys that um, – Devin Cambridge out of, out of Phoenix, another Arizona connection there. Um, and Javon Franklin out of community college. I think he's a guy that's going to be able to step in kind of like, um, the, you know, last few years, we've had some Juco guys, Samir and, uh, of those likes that are able to step in right away. But, uh, definitely with, with the Coro turbo Jones, um, stretch, you know, I think these are some guys, Jalen Williams. These are guys that in the past, um, Auburn would not be able to go out and get these guys, you know, battling some, some big schools, some big basketball schools, um, you know, Auburn's with Bruce Pearl has just absolutely changed the program around right now. And the final four appearance has done nothing but help that. Um, a couple couple guys this summer, Javon Franklin um, out of Holmes Community, Count, Community College in Mississippi and Devin Cambridge, um, probably, I think our two most recent commits. Uh, Cambridge, a six-six guy. I want to say that's the the same school that DeAndre Ayton, you know, former number one overall draft pick. I think that's the same school that he went to right. in Phoenix. Um, you know, a school that's just known for pumping out elite talent. Um, all these guys are, you know, circuit guys, AAU guys that are, you know, making the rounds and very, very, uh, you know, high high sought after guys that a lot of schools wanted and. Um, it's just it's just a, a beautiful day in Auburn when we're able to go out and, and get some of these guys. So it's one of those things where I'll just be honest. I I don't know that I thought that I would ever see the day when Auburn would, you know, recruit well in basketball, and not only that would would make it to a Final Four and almost have a shot at a national championship. Well, yeah, exactly. We're going in. You know, we're we're making we're getting to the Final Four. We're getting. Uh, you know, five-star recruits. We're getting guys like Isaac Okoro. We're going into the state of Kentucky and getting a guy like Justin Powell in the 2020 class. You know, going into Kentucky and getting the number one recruit in the state. It's just, it's a beautiful day. You know, sunny skies ahead for Auburn. Um, there was a report came out. I think we got to touch base on it. Um, Pat Forty of of uh, Yahoo Sports came out there's some some noise right now regarding the uh sanctions that that were talked about um that were kind of kept secret for the long time and then kind of came to light recently um to me i'm not taking too much of what pat 40 says too serious the guy's got a serious vendetta vendetta moron in my opinion so uh, i'm not gonna really uh give that too much weight right now but um bruce has been able to just totally change the face and it's awesome. You know, you hear Bruce he is a guy that just takes full ownership of everything that happens with that team. Um, you know, hearing him talk in huddles, hearing him talk after a loss, after a win, he's so humble. Um, the guy's the guy's awesome. He's a guy that people want to play for. He's a reason why, um, you know, guys like Sharif Cooper, Isaac Okoro, uh, Justin Powell, these big names that were able to go in. Bruce Pearl is, is definitely behind that. And it's no secret to anybody, I'm sure, but um, it definitely needs to be mentioned that that Bruce is just an animal out there. So, with the brief time we have left, let's talk a little bit real quick about Sharif Cooper. Yeah, teammate of Okoro at at McEachern. Yep. Here's, here's what I want to know: Does he actually come to Auburn? 
Um, you know, it seemed like it was a, it was a really hot pick um, probably like two, two, three weeks ago. Um, everyone was kind of, I think he was on campus and it was a, said, he said it was a great visit himself. And, um, I think, I think it's still, uh, an Auburn favorite. I think we're still probably the favorite to get Cooper, but he has been taking visits. He's been to Georgia recently, Georgia tech. Um, you know, so some of those, those in-state schools trying to keep him, um, keep him at home, but as of right now, I, I feel like Sharif is going to come to Auburn. I think he's going to be, um, correct me if I'm wrong, he might be the number one recruit that Auburn has ever picked up in basketball. Um, so I, I'm I'm hoping, and I, I feel like, yes, I feel like he is going to make his way to the Plains eventually. He's kind of just playing around with his com- commitment right now. Um, I think he's a guy, once he commits, he's solid, and, and I, think, uh, I think Auburn's going to be able to pluck him. Okay, I, I agree. I actually think that he does come to Auburn. I just wanted to hear what you had to say. Um, I think he, like you said, it could possibly be the biggest commit to Auburn. Um, he's just got so much upside, great athlete, and, and can really play basketball so well. So that would be huge. I think we do get him, and I think it will be a very happy day down on the Absolutely. Yeah, um, I don't. I don't think it necessarily will warrant rolling tumors, but um, it's definitely warranted to to celebrate if we're able to land Sharif Cooper. He's only about six foot, um, but he plays above the rim. He plays well above six foot. Yeah. Um, the guy's he's he's a monster. He gets to the hoop um, with some tenacity. Um, he's got a tremendous mid range game, which to me the uh a, a long two point shot is the worst shot you can ever take but hey if you're going to take it be good at it um uh, so he's got a good mid-range game um auburn is a three point university so you're right you are absolutely right um justin it's been fun absolutely it's been a blast and uh there's a oh. lot more to do um with recruiting uh the cycle is not over um there's plenty more to talk about and we will do that on the next episode of boom tracker um before we go justin i want you to tell the people out there all the auburn fans and auburn family where can they reach you on social media you can find me on the social medias at war damn justin w-a-r-d-a-m-n-j-u-s-t-i-n okay and you can reach me dallas um on the social medias uh twitter instagram uh, whatever you'd like, uh, dham4au, D-H-A-M, the number four A-U. Justin, it's been a blast, and we will catch up with the Auburn family next time. Um, War Eagle, my friend. War Eagle. Thanks, Dallas. And War Eagle to everybody out there. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?